is the first ever episode of Why Can't I Have a Straw and Other Complicated Questions. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for being here. We're very excited to have this first conversation with you, our honorary roommate. (laughs) Yes, uh, so today um, we, as in me, Maya, and my roommate Kayla, are going to be talking about plastic. Yeah, it's a thing. It is a thing. Uh, But we want to start off on a good note before we delve into the crazy situation that is plastic in this world um, and start off we're going to kick off every episode with something that makes us smile related to sustainability in the past week so Kayla take it away yeah um, so I was thinking about it and I wanted to do something related to plastics and what I was thinking of that made me smile was reusing plastic jars or just jars in general um, I really like it when you finish a jar of jam or peanut butter or whatever. You can clean up that little jar and now you have a little jar. <laughs> and you don't need to go out and buy your own little jar because now you just you have one. It comes with what you bought. Uh, you can also recycle that little jar. That's another option if you don't want to just have a ton of jars, which I think inevitably happens when you, you do that to your jars. But fun little extra jars. Yeah. Who doesn't love jars? So that's my little thing. What's your little thing? Uh, this week I had my partner, mm-hmm. um, order a shampoo and conditioner bar for the package free shop. Oh, finally. So a big win. Big win. <laughs> Eliminating some plastics from his shower routine. Yeah. Awesome. Um, shampoo bars. Very good stuff. You have to find which one works for you though. I think that that's, that's something that has definitely been an issue for me. It's a journey for Which sure. I don't know if that's part of this episode. Cause it's, I mean like we're talking about cleaning yeah, I think that's in the beauty episode. So oh, okay. everyone, All right. hold on. Get excited for the beauty episode. <laughs> We're going to talk about shampoo bars. But today, cleaning. Yes. Uh, so Kayla and I are roommates, which means we are responsible for cleaning spaces that we both exist in. Indeed. And so we have done a lot of research and a lot of product testing to try to find the right cleaning products that work for us. And it's touched almost every single element of our house cleaning yeah. yeah yeah no I mean like you know laundry dish yeah. soaps cleaning multi-service like we've touched every every uh you know avenue of the house like I've I've really just stroked these walls <laughs> um if that's not what you're doing during your chore yeah if you're week. not if you're not meticulously scrubbing every single inch of your household then what are you doing honestly <laughs> Um, yeah, so I kind of did some background research on plastic waste in general. Um, Ooh, please share. Yeah. I'm excited to get anxious. Yes. So I went um, onto this website called Our World in Data. I don't know have you, if you've heard of it before, but it is a website that does um, a lot of work with data and statistics on a variety of topics. And I looked up their um, uh, data related to plastic waste. So in 2015... Um, 60% of plastic waste um, was being just full-on discarded. Like, they had different avenues of, you know, it could be discarded, it could be recycled, it could be incinerated. 60% of of waste was being discarded, just plain and simple. Um, And the majority of plastics that were used once, 79% of plastics used used once, were immediately discarded to landfill, which is a very scary number because you have, you know, plastics, which last a long 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 time and that 
most of these are single-use plastics. Most of these are being used once and then being thrown away. Right, which is not great for our environment or for our health because when we talk about sustainability, you know, we're not just talking about the planet, you know, trees and animals. We're also talking about, you know, the water and food that we use and Mm -hmm. the resources that we rely on. Um, Yeah, I also have some stats about plastic. Hit me me with those stats. Okay, get ready to feel bad about the world. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, much like you, plastic in the ocean. Um, that's I am I plastic in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever feel like a plastic bag in, I, in the ocean? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, no, but there are 14 billion pounds of plastic in our oceans. Uh, that's also 6 billion tons. And uh, it is projected that in 2050, the ocean will contain more plastic by weight than fish. Oh. And that's real oh, no. close. Yeah. Yeah. We don't... <laughs> That's no good. Yeah. Um, And in every marine turtle that has been studied uh, in the past 10 years, 100% of them have have been found with plastic in their system. So 100% of the turtles, 59% of the whales, and 40% of the seabirds, Um, which is not not great, I I have to say. Yeah, I don't like that, and I don't like knowing that. You know, ignorance is bliss when it comes to these things. But we this this information needs to get out there. People need to know about it. Yeah. Um, kind of on that same track. So um, one of the the companies that I was researching for this podcast episode today um, really focuses on that idea of plastic packaging and plastic being around for a long time, especially in the ocean. Um, so Blue Land is the the um, company that I was I kind of looked into a little bit um, and they kind of market themselves as creating eco-friendly cleaning products um, so on their website I just took a couple of quotes um, so they say quote plastic was meant to last forever but most of it was used only once uh, so that's on their like about us page and they also have a quote that says um, which is kind of scary when I was reading it um, and I didn't like thinking about this either but it says quote the iced coffee you had last week your toothbrush when you were four they're still on the planet. And that was kind of like a scary thing to think about, which, you know, is completely normal, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, you throw stuff away. Right. And you put it in the trash and it, it leaves your home and you, and don't, you don't think, think about, about it, it anymore. Yeah. And it just, you know, not that you, like you, you don't think about where it goes. You think about, okay, it's out of my house now. It's now not something I'm worrying about. It's out. It's out of sight, out of mind, not thinking about it. Oh, yeah. But that goes to, like there is a landfill or it goes into the ocean or it goes like oh yeah it has to go somewhere it does not disappear as soon as you put your you know trash bin out for the week right right and it's also important for us to realize that for like um you know Kayla and I are both like privileged white women um who do not like live near landfills but most landfills exist um near black communities um and a lot of their land um that belongs to these communities like mayors are kind of coerced into signing over Mm -hmm. um space that would be to build like more housing or build like something better for the community they just you know are kind of forced into building landfills yeah um and that's where they're designated and where that land is assigned to and Mm so uh, a lot of poor communities and black communities these marginalized people will have landfills like right next to their house and that's not something we think about obviously but like it's not to say that 
people like in the U.S. are not forced to think about what's going to the yeah. landfills all the time. No, and you know the effects of which are also like immeasurable because you have the you know pollution of like living near a landfill, and you have like that. Like, I don't know what those environmental effects are. I haven't, like, done the research, but I'm sure that they exist and that they're out there. And that is something that is adversely affecting communities in which, like, that's where they are. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and it's upsetting. It is. Um, but the point of this podcast is not to make you feel bad. No. 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 Uh, I think we did a good job about that <laughs> for now. Yeah. So <laughs> the foundation of this is um, sad times. But, you know, yeah. there's there's lots of ways the world is getting better and like we want to talk about some companies today i think we've both done some research into some different companies mm-hmm. um but for the record like you should never feel like climate change is your fault or no. it's anyone's fault specifically climate change is happening because of large structural injustices yep. and we do not want anyone to feel that like their individual contribution is necessary mm-hmm. to fight this fight it's just helpful you yeah know, like that doesn't mean that you're in that does not mean that your individual com- contribution does not matter but that also doesn't mean that you are expected to be the end-all be-all and you know if you do not stop using plastic water bottles you know you are the reason why this world is failing no that's not the case no it is way 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 larger than you know my or I or any other individual person or you know even community like this is so much larger than anything and this is corporations this is government you know but a lot of small changes do add up to big changes and they can make a difference absolutely you know by you know making swaps that you're comfortable with and that you um, are motivated to make and that you think you can sustain that's that's really helpful I think that um, a lot of the time in the like you know eco-friendly or sustainability movements there's a pressure to you know do it all and I think it becomes really overwhelming because you have okay I need to stop eating meat I need to use I need to have one of those mason jars that keeps (laughs) all of my like unrecyclable stuff I need to do that I need to stop um using the bus or using a car I need to stop traveling and you know you do that for what a week and then it just becomes so unrealistic and I think that it's a lot easier to like it and the pressure is there and I think that as soon as you fail in one of those aspects you're like ah well I had to have meat today because I went out with my friends and whatever um and I you know had chicken so up there goes now I can't do any of these sustainability swaps because I failed that's not the case you can do what works for you and you can make those small sustainable shifts like maybe hey you know what I can use a reusable water bottle and that is a change that I can make for a really long time. That's so much better than trying to do, you know, everything and not making it a sustainable habit change in your own life. Right, exactly. You know, this whole podcast should be like, take what works for you because the whole point of it is not everything works for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you're also like, there's nothing wrong with like having a reusable water bottle and then occasionally, you know, like you're out on the soccer field and you forgot it. Yeah. Someone offers you a plastic water. Bottle. Oh no. Like, you know, that's it. You're a horrible person. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> it at all. Like we're all trying our best and we're just here to support each other yeah. and, you know, learn different ways about building our community um, yeah. for a brighter future. Yeah. So that little disclaimer as yes. we start to go into more of these kind of horrifying plastic <laughs> yeah. facts. Um, to circle back to Blue Land, we actually use Blue Land in our home. We in a do few indeed, ways. and that's just why I wanted to bring them up because yeah. I I was thinking about their um, 
laundry top specifically I was uh, gonna do laundry today and then I was like oh maybe not I don't need to I don't know I might still do laundry but um, instead of having um, a big you know laundry detergent or uh, the infamous Tide Pods uh, <laughs> they have these little tablets um, that are kind of like compact um, like they're like dry powder dry powder powdered. washing yeah. yeah it's all in one singular tablet so it is like a Tide Pod and that like you're just putting in one tablet into your wash and that does the thing so it has that ease of, you know, not needing to not needing to measure anything. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Convenience. There, right. There's that like everlasting yeah, just, you just fight put one between, in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everlasting fight between convenience, cost uh-huh. um, and the, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Know? Convenience, cost. And now this eco friendly, you know, sustainability aspect of things, which I um, also want to get into later. But um, I don't know. They're really easy. And the packaging is so small and it has like so many tablets I'm not even I think halfway through I ordered um we ordered laundry tablets at the beginning of this uh school year and I I don't think I'm even halfway through what I I have so I just have a ton of them it takes up way less space it um much less carbon um in mm-hmm. emissions in their shipping because it's yeah. such a small tablet um that's the kind of the whole thing around blue land is they so like most cleaning products are like majority water, right? You have like a few like 0.1% active ingredient yeah. or something like that. And then a bunch of water. And that's what yeah. they sell you in those bottles. Like plus like coloring mm-hmm. and fragrances. Yep. Uh, and you think that's what you need mm-hmm. to, um, to clean. But yeah, I think that goes really close to this point um, uh, that I spoke about with, with the CEO of Piracy. So for our listeners, mm-hmm. um, Piracy is a cleaning company that produces um, products that are good um, for the earth and also really good for their community. It's a really awesome company. Um, they do a lot of really amazing things. Uh, you know, they commit to to know like SLS, SLES, SCS, all those kind of acronyms, okay, crazy that, are, acronyms. that are bad, um, plastics or like chemicals, you know, non-toxic. Um, they also are really big on like refills, you know, like reducing their plastic production. Uh, they're completely made in the USA, sourced, all the ingredients are sourced in the USA. Uh, all of their bottles have local artist artwork on it, which I think is really cool. Uh, to support local artists and they do a charity donation um, with every purchase which is so many amazing things you know it's really a company that commits to striving towards a better world and I had the opportunity to interview the CEO uh, Sean Bush over the summer um, and we got to talking and he spoke a lot about um, you know this balance between needing products to work, but also making sure they have a good impact. And then, you know, why do we have this understanding that it products don't work unless they are blue mm-hmm. and smell pungent? Yeah. And so I'm going to insert this clip here. So I'm Sean Bush, co-founder of Piercy. Um, I run the company day to day. So kind of in the, the president's role. Um, and we founded the company back in 2013. I um, had a pretty bad allergic reaction um, when I was in the sun once and I didn't even spend much time in the sun and couldn't figure out why because I just used sunscreen and was out there for 15 minutes but um, my chest had flared up and was just excruciating in pain and what we ended up finding out was that it was the um, dryer sheets that we were using uh, basically dryer sheets kind of uh, you know, when you take them, after you use them, you kind of notice how they look a lot thinner and you can kind of see through them. 
it's because all of those little particles latch onto your clothing and it kind of gives it this this synthetic um feel that it's actually soft where you're actually you're just feeling the the softener fibers on your actual clothing and what happened was since my my skin was um a little bit more sensitive because I was just in the sun, I put on a shirt and then all these fibers kind of rubbed into my skin and then basically caused this bad allergic reaction. You kind of say like, well, what is that? Why shouldn't there just be a laundry detergent that works for everybody? Um, you know, there's unique examples, but at the same time, you start to kind of peel that back and you realize that uh, there's stuff out there that's, that's made to kind of, and there's not much innovation and it's also not that safe. And we kind of came to that realization when we were, you know, in that that mode of like outfitting our homes because we were already living healthy lifestyles around, you know, clean foods, organic foods. And then it was just kind of moving down towards making sure that, you know, the laundry detergent that we used for our children's clothes didn't have any dyes or fragrances in it um, or didn't leave residue behind that could potentially cause an allergic reaction. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of um, like cleaning inherent in like you want to know that it's doing well and like how can you know that it's doing well unless it smells like super strong and you like you see the effects and ooh, it has bubbles. Um, but um, like it doesn't, you don't need to have those things. Blue Land, we use a lot of it in our house. We use their dish tablets, their laundry tablets, their multi-purpose cleaner, bathroom cleaner. So do you want to explain how those um, those tablets work in terms of like those spray cleaner, how they oh, yeah. um, do spray cleaner instead of, um, you know, typical spray cleaners that you would buy at the store? Yeah. So uh, if you have a spray bottle lying around at home or you can buy one from them, they, they have forever bottles that are like guaranteed to, you know, they're, they're made of um, like double insulated like glass or something. Um, is it glass or is it plastic? I think it's this a, was something that I was I was curious about on their website, but I couldn't really see. I, I didn't think that the, what we had was glass. But. I think the inside is glass and uh-huh. then the outside is uh, like a forever plastic. Okay. Uh, like not one. It's like a PVO, PVOH, uh-huh. uh, a polyvinyl alcohol, mm-hmm. um, which I, I want to talk about yeah. because it's a very interesting compound uh, uh-huh. when you talk about plastics. Um, so they're PVOH, um, outside glass interior, double insulated forever bottles, or you can just use one that you have at home, you know, reduce, reuse, mm-hmm. <laughs> recycle. Indeed. Um, and so. Like I was saying at the beginning, exactly. the, the little jars, just yeah. reuse your little spray bottles. Do it. But um, make sure you clean them first. Oh yeah, please. And yeah. don't, uh, put like strong chemicals down the drain if yeah. you're cleaning them out. Be careful. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they just send you like the dry little tablets mm-hmm. and then you just drop them in a bottle of water and it like dissolves and then you have your cleaner and so yeah. by just sending you the active ingredients there's a lot less carbon emissions when it's traveling to you because they're much smaller and much lighter mm-hmm. um and all of the um soaps and cleaners are really good for the environment they don't use any harmful chemicals uh and they're really committed on listing every single ingredient and why they chose that ingredient uh i guess this is also a good time to talk about like antibacterial cleaners versus like non yeah um like disinfectant versus just like a cleaner Mm -hmm. uh so for those who don't know kayla has a very special major that's relevant right now (laughs) yeah um so for our listeners i am a major in biology of global health and then i'm also doing a accelerated master's course in plain old uh (laughs) 
uh, global health, which is particularly relevant to the world that we're living in right now. I expect to have, you know, a buoying job market <laughs> uh, when I graduate. But, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I think that a lot of people this year, you know, this past year specifically, have gotten really into cleaning solutions and the, I don't want to say gimmicks, but the kind of, like, what cleaning solutions can do. Right. And not necessarily, um, like, not really maybe knowing what those differences are between sanitizing and, um, you know, like, antibacterial and just, you know, plain old cleaning. Like, there is yeah. a difference in the terminology with what it means and what it does, what the um, the cleaner can do. Right. Um, yeah. And there's also factors like sitting time and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, I, I think... Um, I don't know how, like, the simplest way to get into this, but you have, um... It's basically, like, whether or not you're destroying all of the bacteria. Yeah. Or whether you're breaking down those with, like, um, like, hydrophilic versus hydrophobic membranes. Yeah. To, to your cells. But for the record, just so everyone knows, simple terms, COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely is, um destroyed by water and soap you do not need Mm -hmm. a disinfectant you do not need an antibacterial cleaner Mm -hmm. um you can actually it's it's more likely to destroy the virus Uh with soap and water that's been proven COVID-19 is a virus that's also something that I want to point out it is not a bacterium which would be affected by an antibacterial cleaner that is why you do not need antibacterial cleaner because it is a virus yeah um also viruses are not living so if I could just I'm just gonna be a little like little um, (laughs) public health nerd for a little bit um so I I know uh when we talk about these cleaners there's a lot of talking about ah it kills the virus it kills this viruses are not living they are just little little pieces of of DNA code that kind of get into your system they are not living beings they hijack your own uh cells and do their own thing like any computer virus does it's not a computer in itself it's just uh hijacking your equipment um so when they say kill it you are not killing it it's not real you're just uh disabling it so i i get i get why people say kill it is catchy it makes sense but um i don't know that's one of my like minor public health pet peeves. Yeah, People being like, kids. oh, I kill that virus. It's not alive. <laughs> you can't kill the virus. Only the virus can deathly hurt you. Harm yeah. You. So yeah. I well, know it's 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 tough, y'all. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. Yeah, as uh, a tiny, kind of COVID tangent uh, in our in our cleaning. But I think it's it's you know, and it's relevant to the topic because we have you know, the idea of sanitizing and people want to make sure that they're safe and people feel like they can't maybe um, like the more expensive, less eco-friendly products are offering them an added layer of protection that these other products aren't, which, you know, is, isn't really the case. It's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of, um, like it's a lot of like messaging and like the, the advertisements that are going into like these big companies that use this plastic packaging are very centered on they, they, they want you to buy it which isn't to say that there isn't marketing in these eco-friendly companies because there definitely is um but it's a it's a different level of you know giving that consumer that level of you know confidence that this is something that will be done i don't know you know like at, at some point in the public health psyche it was only like this once again strong smelling um disinfectant smelling thing can do this job um which isn't the case it can be you know soap and water and um 
I mean, this is kind of where I want to go near the end of things. So we can we'll circle back. We can like, yeah, circle back to this um, topic. I don't know. Because I if you have other things like I I just feel like I I have this um, like I I was looking at this um, like DIY solutions instead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we can circle back to that. Just for our listeners, imagine Kayla and I just running around in circles as we discuss these things. Yeah, we, we have just so many times. To- this is, yeah, very, um, very loose, loose structured. Yeah, but no, this is just a conversation about this kind of stuff. And Kayla's 100% right. Like, the conversation has changed. Uh, for the record, I'm a biological physics major. Yep. So I also study... Um, Maya also does the STEM. The STEM and study these kinds of things yep. and read the papers and do the simulations. So, yeah. um, you know, do what makes you feel safe 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, your mental health is important. Yeah. And, like, at this point in time, if you feel like you need a strong... Yeah, if you want that strong cleaner, hey, you know, you can get that strong cleaner. That yeah. gives you peace of mind. That's but, our, it's but all good. For the record, like, scientifically, if yeah. you just use like a cleanser that's just like soap and water based like yeah. you are so good mm-hmm. there is no worry about COVID-19 yeah and that. I think especially a lot of people were very very concerned about that at least in the early days like I remember my family was like wiping down with antibacterial wipes the antibacterial wipes uh, <laughs> uh, was wiping down our groceries and like that was like a huge production it was like all right we put the groceries on the table we wipe them down and then we move them from the table to here and then we like get rid of the and it just I uh just did another tangent for the moment i think that um the i was reading an article about this the, uh this week and it was about how the pandemic um really also emphasized the safety quote-unquote safety of plastic products of single-use plastic products specifically yeah. of how how they they don't want you to like the i don't want to say like they but like these companies now are really um relying on and standing on and emphasizing the quote-unquote safety of single-use plastics because they're not being used by other people so um like you know i'm i'm gonna say starbucks for instance but like starbucks is like a drink and you put your lips on it and like that you know maybe has an added layer of unsafety but like for starbucks they for a while were um encouraging people to bring in their own cups and they were you know taking uh cups that you brought paying you for the price giving you a discount because you brought your own cup um, they would let, they were changing their lids on their straws or changing their lids on their, um, cups so that you didn't have to use straws. Um, but as soon as the pandemic started, they stopped taking those reusable cups, which like I said, I get, cause you have, you know, people who have in contact with their lips and maybe you don't want to have, um, like giving someone a reusable cup. You don't know what's been going on, but that's kind of like so- stuffing that's, that's something that's been happening throughout this situation is that a lot of people have been, um, maybe just over exaggerating the safety of single-use plastics and there's been like a resurgence of single-use plastics because of you know a a fear of reusing items yeah yeah um but as we know now it's like most easily spread uh just through respiratory practices so hopping off the covid train yes hopping (laughs) off the covid train as i wish we all could in this year of 2021 um so, you know, we've talked about Blue Land and they're making some really awesome strides in mm-hmm. reducing uh, plastic production and carbon emissions. PRC is doing amazing things, as I've listed their 
uh, you know, accomplishments and tenets to their company so far. But, you know, with plastics, it's it's not even just like the cleaning products that you buy. Sometimes it's just like the processes of doing things Mm -hmm. like when you do your laundry, um, most of your clothes like will have like pilling or like very small clothing fibers will get pulled away. Um, And as we know, like nowadays, everyone's in athleisure because of the vid. And so uh, we are you know more than ever just wearing lots of synthetics and you know like when I say synthetics it's like not like cotton or linen you know it's anything Mm -hmm. like spandex or (laughs) anything like that which is most of our clothes now are from synthetic materials um tiny little plastics are pulled off of your clothes and then when you do your laundry it's like going through your washer Mm -hmm. and all of those microplastics are pulled out to the ocean so When those microplastics are going out to the ocean, uh, the fish are going to eat them. Or when we eat fish or other things from the ocean and we eat those microplastics too, um, we're we're getting plastics in our body. And that can cause gastrointestinal problems. Mm -hmm. A lot of fish actually will starve to death because they can't eat anything because they can't process the plastic that's sitting in their stomachs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's causing us to i think i saw like a graphic one time that like the average american eats a credit card worth of, oh my goodness of plastic every year just from uh eating fish like a normal amount of fish in a year average amount of fish uh-huh because uh, the fish are eating the plastic and yeah. we are eating the fish and, and so now we're eating the plastic yep. Yep. yep and that's how it works so there are products out on the market um that like i would consider investments they're like 35 40 bucks which mm-hmm. is I think it's approachable for sure. It's not outrageous, but it, uh-huh. it definitely, you know, is something you have to be like, okay, I'm I'm going to buy this. Yeah. Um, and like there's Guppy Friend, there's Corabal, there's these different things that you either put your clothes into a bag mm-hmm. and it catches the microplastics before it gets out to the ocean or um, the Corabal, you just throw it in with your laundry and it's supposed to catch it through the wash. Uh-huh. Um, and they say that they can catch up to like 86% of the microplastics Mm -hmm. to stop them. Um, But it's definitely something to think about. Like, you know, when we're washing our clothes, like how much energy are you using? Do you wash it on cold or do you always wash it on hot? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, use a drying rack to prevent um, more energy consumption from your dryers. And so there's lots of little things that you can do that cost no money and actually can save you money. Yeah. So um, kind of to close out this discussion, I know we talked a lot about different companies that have different, um, you know, products related to cleaning. Like we talked about Blue Land, we talked about Piracy, and but that doesn't mean that you need to buy these products in order to live a sustainable life. That no. is not what we're saying. Oh, also, they, they're not sponsoring us. They're not sponsoring us. Yeah. yeah this is just us doing we're research. We're just talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of, uh, in my research, also wanted to look up DIY guides for cleaning different areas at home because all of these um like Maya said earlier in the podcast all of the ingredients that are in these cleaning products are ingredients are are basic ingredients they're basic chemicals they're basic you know cleaning things that they just um you know they add water to it or whatever the case may be so this website that I found um it's called Earth Easy, and they're actually a shop that's focusing on gardening and composting, but they do have a page on their website dedicated to eco-friendly cleaning. And on this website um, webpage that um, we can link to, um, it has DIY guides for cleaning different areas of your home with um, different uh, products or cleaning uh, you know, compounds that you might already have in your kitchen. So, for example, they have a guide about 
um, you know, cleaning your bathroom that uses lemon and vinegar and baking soda and in a certain ratio with water. And that is, you know, their cleaning solution that will clean your bathroom walls. And they have a different one that's for your windows and they have a different combination of things for your kitchen counters. So I think that there, um, while there is maybe a, um, a balance here in terms of time commitment, because like now if you are doing going this route, um, you don't have to shop from any of these companies that we <laughs> talked about, um, but you do have the time commitment of, okay, I am going to take the time out of my day to make this solution instead, or, you know, I will have to now buy the um, more vinegar and baking soda or whatever. Um, but which are definitely cheaper materials. Which are definitely cheaper materials. Um, so it's really up to you. You can, the solutions are out there. Um, it's just, we're just providing the options for you. Absolutely. So you, you do like it, depending on your own time needs and your own price needs and your own interest and comfort level and mental health, like you can go any one of these routes. Like, you know, like we said, like if it's simplest and easiest for you to, uh, continue using the plastic um, heavy-duty cleaning products from the store, fine. If you want to try out Blue Land, cool. Puracy. You have lots of puracy. Yeah, yeah, try that out. Guppy Friends. Um, guppy Friends. I, I don't think there's a replacement on Earth Easy for Guppy Friends. So I think <laughs> that you will just, if you want to get rid of the microplastics in your wash, I think that you just go with them or someone like them yeah because uh, i don't think that i don't think if you add enough vinegar into your wash you're gonna be able to get it out um <laughs> but you know or if you want to just do this yourself and kind of go on your own journey of like cleaning and what that means and figuring out you know how that like how simple this could be yeah um you know look at earth easy see what uh compounds you can make with vinegar and baking soda and um lemon juice lemon and- juice and see what happens and um you know, maybe you find something that really works for you and something that um, you can feel good about. Absolutely. And I know we've talked about a lot of different things. So what Kayla and I are going to do is we're going to make a resource guide um, for all of you. And we're going to categorize things from like affordability factors uh, towards, you know, time factors and have everything sorted for you where we talk about and list the products that we spoke about in this podcast and a few others that we use in our home. And we're also going to link my interview with Sean Bush so you can hear more of his voice on leading a green cleaning company uh, and the challenges in the marketplace if that interests you. It's like a 30-minute interview. So you're welcome to listen to that as well. Uh, But overall, we hope you feel empowered every time you think about these things. And at least for me, the reason that I feel really committed to sustainability is of course it makes me excited to be able to do good things for the earth and Mm -hmm. do good things for other people. Um, But, you know, I also like feeling that I'm making a difference, even if it's a really small one. Yep. Yeah. And you know, like we said, you do what works best for you. It feels good for you. And what you are able to do and you know that's that's all any of us can do we can only do our best exactly well thank you so much everyone for listening and joining us uh yeah our inaugural episode (laughs) thank you so much uh we appreciate it and um tune in very soon for our next episode yeah next episode coming out in a couple weeks is going to be on 
fast fashion. Fast fashion. Yes. More carbon emissions and corporations are responsible. Uh, Also in our resource guide, we're going to do a sustainability spotlight, uh, something that you can reach out uh, to your representatives if you live in America um, to, you know, reach out and let them know what you think because this is going to cause, you know, we're going to need structural changes to fix all of this. So as much as we all wish that we could just make our simple decisions throughout the day and things could change. We also want to encourage structural change. So thank you. All right. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Next time.